You're listening to episode 150 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. How the fuck you been? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> you had, a, you had a, a lovely a lovely stay in Vegas, yeah, which, is, which is always great. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about it because we're talking about another child. And so, before that happens, we obviously want to try to get back. So. Oh, and what perfect timing. We have a 360 Vegas vacation coming in June. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if the, the stars are going to align. I'm, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> trying to work things out, but... I'll, I'll take a private trip with you, if that's what, if that's what it takes. <laughs> oh, it'll be very private. <laughs> our, our own eyes only. We will crush that city together. <laughs> yes. Dong in hand. Right. That Firmly city won't in. know what happened to it, but it will walk oddly. Yes. Oh, very oddly. <laughs> like a three weeks on a horseback, kind of oddly. So what the hell, man? It was fucking snowing last night. I mean, it's Halloween. Well, yesterday was Halloween. Right. It's morning after Halloween, and uh, it was snowing yesterday. I don't know, Brian. It's a balmy 55 here in Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll get colder, but. <laughs> It, you know, we're, we're not that far from you, uh, and we're obviously out of, we're both out of Chicago, so we don't right. have to deal with that kind of weather anymore, but I, I couldn't believe it. It was fucking snowing yesterday. I got to say, I really like snow now that it is primary use for recreation in my case. Mm, yeah, right. I was going to say, you're, you're big in the snowboarding now, so. Right. <laughs> so there's something fun about going, wee, it's snowing, and I don't have to deal with this bullshit every fucking day <laughs> for three to five months. You're not going to have to drive in it and... You know, deal with the, the traffic and accidents that ensue. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's good to be back with you, sir, and uh, we got a show. Absolutely. All right, how about the random Vegas? Always a delight when we get random Vegas like this. A recent 8% tax rate hike makes Las Vegas cabs more expensive than those in New York City. We got that via at 7 Vegas brought to you by... Actually, it's not via at 7... At Seven Vegas is the one who told us, or who told the world, and Vital Vegas is the one that pointed us in its direction. Mm. It sucks. It does suck. Although you have to think, next to New York, Vegas has to be one of the the few places where primary means of transportation is cab. Sure. Yep. Yep. Sounds right to me. All right. How about the Vegas Mate Review? This week's review comes to us from the man himself, Hunter, in October 22nd review of SLS Vegas, 
gave it three out of five chips. Yeah, Hunter, not a man of not so many words on this review. Visited, didn't stay. Place is clean and well-kept, not very busy. Would perhaps consider a stay. Yeah, there isn't much more that needs to be said about no. SLS, Brian. It's yeah. a nice-looking property, but since I don't go to Vegas on the weekends, I I have to agree with him. I don't I don't think I would ever stay there. There's really no reason for me. Even if, even if North Strip gets built back up, it's mm-hmm. so north, I, I just, I don't know. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> good for them. Yeah, yeah, real good. Yeah. Real good. Uh, how about the Twipping of the Week? To say Las Vegas is different than every other place on the planet is such an understatement it borders on redundant. Well-documented are themed properties that replicate some of the world's most iconic places. Never on one street have so many high-end dining options by some of the world's greatest chefs ever existed. Only in Vegas is history imploded before a global audience to make way for the needs of the now and lamented by so few. And only in Las Vegas is a graveyard brought to life on a nightly basis. This week's winner goes to at Jason O'Dell for a photo of the Lady Luck signage lit up at night in the Neon Boneyard at the Neon Museum. While I've voiced displeasure with the Neon Museum for not turning on the operational signs as they were intended to be displayed, this picture helps to remind me why they don't. When you consider these signs were meant to attract people from miles away, to be this close to those lights would be not only blinding, but possibly insanely hot. So therefore, I retract my critique and will enjoy photos like this when they are shared to us, with us. To the world, Brian, really, not just us. Everybody. Yeah. Why should we be stingy and keep them to ourselves? (laughs) That's right. I've tried and failed. Who the hell are we? (laughs) As always. Go ahead. It was a shitty joke. Oh, okay. Well, I'm saving you from yourself. As always. (laughs) (laughs) And also, as always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put it on our Flickr and Pinterest page. Featured on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show. All right. Without further ado, let's get on to the news. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, click on the Amazon banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. That's really good. You wrote that. That's nice. Thank you. (laughs) Very clever. (laughs) And our first piece of hot and steamy news for this week, we've got information on the Link Hotel and Casino. Yes. The property formerly known as the Quad and before that Imperial Palace is now officially called the Link Hotel and Casino. The outdoor shopping dining district, formerly known as The Link, is now referred to as The Link Promenade. The quad name has all but been completely removed from the property. Recent improvements include a new check-in desk, elevator banks that don't look like they've been in operation since the late 70s, however they they have been. And (laughs) 1,100 renovated rooms are now online while the other 1,000 are being worked on. Vegas Shatter shared what can be expected in the new rooms at Link. You'll now get free Wi-Fi for up to two devices as part of the $25 per day resort fee. There is an app that can be downloaded to your smartphone and used as the TV remote in-room. Board games are available via room service. No word if there is a cost for such amenities. No word if those things can officially be called amenities. (laughs) The the in-room fridges are not stocked, and they can be used by guests at no charge, or you can pay to have them stocked. Yes, at the property, can also have food delivered to your room, not only from the restaurants at the link, but all the restaurants in the shopping promenade. More deals involving the promenade are expected to come online in the future as well. 
They are finally done with the 3535 bar, the property's new lobby bar, complete with a mini vortex feature in the middle of it. 3535, for those of you that don't know, is the property's address on Las Vegas Boulevard. Not only will it have bar top gaming, but it will have three blackjack tables, two roulette, and a craps table, not to mention some private booths. Which is kind of weird. You're inside. Like, yeah. We want to be inside, but we really want to be private. <laughs> Extra <laughs> yeah, private. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to know what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> and like Tag, there will be chargers all over the place. And bartenders will even have charging cords upon request for those who don't have those with them. Speaking of vortexes, they still intend to complete renovations to the rooftop deck space with plans to host things like weddings, fashion shows, and concerts. Other things still to come, continued exterior renovations, including painting and removal of the pagoda rooftops, a new pool deck with two pools and cabana suites, which are rooms at the property with outdoor cabanas attached to them at the back to the pool. The pool will also have an outdoor restaurant overlooking the Link Promenade, a coffee shop and 24-hour cafe are currently under construction. These are two different things, not one with just a really long name. O'Shea's is still planned to expand, and Vegas Chatter reported that the new color scheme that Karen has reported on hating, that I find unique and cool, which doesn't say much about my taste, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's meant to tie in to the three available room districts, red, blue, and green. The project is expected to be complete by the fall of 2015. Renovated rooms are now going for around $90. The place is going to look like a big plaid Christmas stocking. <laughs> it really does look. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I, well said. I, there's nothing I can add to it that won't degrade what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that one thing I've talked about Tropicana doing for a long time with their old school travel lodge type uh, amenities that are by the pool, renovating those and making them into cabana suites. I think it's interesting that that Link has now done that, and it's primarily one of the the reasons I've I've been able to to capture some small amount of Karen's interest in staying at the property now that it's been renovated. Hmm. I'll be looking forward to your review eventually, and you'll get it. I know I will. I'll get it right where I want it <laughs> here on this show. <laughs> See how I satisfy people. So satisfied. <laughs> Um, what's next? The JLo residency, right? Who cares? But we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yes, we are. Because we somehow care. Or I care. Or I think someone might. Well, it's, care. Vegas, it's Vegas related, so we have to. You feel an obligation to. <laughs> I yeah. do feel obligated. I understand. It is being heavily rumored that Caesars is in contract talks with Jennifer Lopez to be the next resident headliner at Access Theater at Planet Hollywood. The deal would be for 24 weeks a year, three shows per week for one to two years. Her per-show pay is rumored to be at about 350000 per show. A spokesman for Lopez has denied a deal is in the works. However, a spokesman for Britney Spears for about two years said that there was no deal in the works, and she set up shop there. So mm -hmm. there you go. It'll be interesting. It's a pretty good scratch. Yeah. 350000 a show. I don't know where that stands in comparison to others, but I would take $350,000 a day three times a week. <laughs> Because you're a reasonable yep. man. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, listen, listen, we can talk about this. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be three times. We could be twice. Right. We could once. Once is fine. You're not a stingy man. It's well documented. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Very confident. <laughs> <laughs> 
so many directions we could take that last comment in, but we're just going to move right on to the All-Net Arena and Resort. And they're breaking ground. They broke ground, Brian. They threw a shovel right in that ground, and they broke it up. Oh, yeah. It's all mashed up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, a, like a big pile of mashed earth. And then they carelessly tossed it aside. I thought that was irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, show it some respect. That's right. Take it to, take it to breakfast or something. <laughs> you treat it with respect. Yeah. Ground was broken on the project located on the land that was formerly home to Wet n Wild in between SLS and Turnberry Place. Listen, it let you inside of it for a minute, <laughs> and you just cast it aside. It's not. It's not okay. That kind of reputation is going to follow you around. <laughs> other other grounds are going to hear about this. Yes, you're going to have to learn to deal with that. They're not going to let you inside. No, they are not. Not so easily. The pro <laughs> The, pro <laughs> the project is expected to cost $1.4 billion. Of that, $690 million will go to the cost of the stadium. The project is supposedly privately funded, so nothing should prevent this project from happening. However, many are still skeptical, considering it doesn't have a professional team lined up to make it their home. Former NBA player and face of the project, Jackie Robinson, wasn't shy about admitting the arena is intended to attract an NBA franchise. However, if they are unable to procure one, the success of the project will not rely on it. The arena will seat 22,000 and will have a retractable roof. The 500-room hotel will be non-gaming and offer retail outlets, a grocery store, a movie theater, and underground parking. They believe that the fact that the hotel will be non-gaming will allure religious groups. All Net Arena and Resort is expected to open in early 2017. Do you think a 22,000-seat stadium could I, I be profitable? I mean, a project like this without a major team attached to it? I think you need the major team. Uh, I don't know how you justify having a kind of that kind of a stadium. Um, you know, it's obviously it's not Dallas Cowboys Stadium, but right. you know, 22,000 is. You know, what is it? I guess it would be sort of equivalent to like a, a college college sporting venue, right? Yeah. Or yeah. approximately. So, so yeah, uh, some of the uh, uh, professional basketball or hockey arenas are in that uh, in that, that area, yeah. In that range, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think you need some, uh, some professional franchise uh, tied to it, something where you're going to fill seats consistently and in an expected manner. Yeah, uh, I would I have know. to agree with you largely because, I mean, you can argue that they – perhaps are just going to pull from the people who would have performed at, say, UNLV or maybe the larger venues at MGM Grand or Mandalay Bay. But the school, I get that it's it's a larger venue, and that's how they're able to attract those. But now the MGM Arena thing that's potentially going to have the hockey team in it, the, the NHL team in it, behind New York, New York, that those are going to draw those away from UNLV. And then the other two properties are located within properties and they don't need to fill those places and make money to be successful whereas this right. place is pretty much fucking relying on that yeah there's no gaming yeah. so you know i don't i don't know what you're gonna i mean most people come to vegas to to you know to game and you know who's gonna stay at you know oh yeah we're staying at all net you know we're just gonna go somewhere else every day to play games yeah I'm not like that uh, that doesn't sound like something I would do. But. Yeah, I I'm concerned. I think it's an interesting project. I just, I just don't see how it succeeds yeah. without a professional team. I it. hope that. I, I hope uh, it sounds cool. It uh, looks cool um, yeah. from the concept art. But I mean, uh, I would say it would be even better if they could put a an NBA, NBA team in there. Agreed. Next up on our list, SLS and their state of affairs. 
SLS Vegas announced that they have signed DJ Steve Angelo to a two-year residency at their nightlife club life. Nightlife club? Nightclub, I think it is. It's a fucking club where people are going to hang out at night. It's called life or something along those lines. That same day, the president of the property and former win guy, Rob Oslin, announced that he was leaving to help another property build a resort on the Strip. Dr. Dave clarified that Rob does have a history of enjoying being involved in projects where they are building properties, so it shouldn't be looked at as a sign of things going bad at SLS, especially in the wake of recent layoffs, which were also clarified as normal for new properties looking to sort out their actual needs in the market. SLS has brought in former COO of Revel Atlantic City to replace Rob, which may actually be the sign of impending doom. Mm-hmm. And Rob, <laughs> <laughs> but Rob will be helping Crown build their property. That's the Australian man, Kerry Packer. Who oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, coming over. He's planning to build on the new Frontier site across from Encore, further adding validity that that project will actually happen. Yeah, that's cool. I remember, I think, uh, what was it, two or three months ago, the last time I was on the show, yep. uh, we were we were talking about this. Yeah, and that's the guy that handles all the casinos where, where Matt and Daz are, and they're, yeah. they're excited about the direction he's taken. The the all-men casino and hotels that they frequent? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a, you would have thought it's a niche market, but that place is packed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're packing guys in the back door. I mean, <laughs> Yes, they are. Brian, in any orifice. Uh, ah, fuck <laughs> any it. opening. Any opening. Any opening. God damn it, thank you. See, yes. I ruined the, the double entendre when I go with Orphis. Yeah, because Orphis relates. I mean, it's pretty you're talking about a human body. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I fumbled that. Thank you for. Oh, that's me. okay. That's okay. I Adrian Petered it. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch is on my fucking lineup. He's on my bench for that team, that piece of shit team that I fucking inherited. Yes. Well, you're you're in the league. <laughs> I, I look at you. No, no, I'm 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 very happy to be part of it. Yes. Uh, sad that I wasn't there because uh, I usually draft fairly well. Uh, at it's luck, right? Because I don't do a ton of research beforehand, but I usually draft pretty well. And then I I, I was like, all right, let's take a look and see what we got. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I I, uh, I fear you in the in the coming years in which you get to select players. Okay. A couple of adjustments. Uh, last week, I, I won pretty handily, uh, despite some some very nice shit talk. <laughs> uh, didn't say anything. Let let things handle themselves. But you know, I'll be looking forward to uh, to to drafting on my own team next year. I was telling I was telling the wife, I really would like to see us actually have the draft in Vegas. Oh, I definitely love the idea of doing that one of these years. And I think that that might be something that I might be able to get away with. Mm. Um, Possibly. You heard him, Seth. Yeah, so let's get it together. That's right. <laughs> I don't want excuses, just results. <laughs> All right, and in our final piece that we'll be doing today, got some news on the Formula One Vegas. Formula One is looking to bring racing to Las Vegas for the first time since 1982, or bring Formula One racing for the first mm-hmm. time. There's been racing there. F1's chief executive has already visited Vegas multiple times and discussed potential routes, including sections, including the Strip and or Fremont Street. Oh, that would be fucking cool. I agree. I don't. That would be really cool. I don't give a shit about Formula One, but I probably would if they did stuff like that. I totally agree with you. (laughs) Speculation is that if they move forward with the idea, it will not happen until 2016 at the earliest. The project is also considered to be all but a done deal if they want it to be because F1's chief is really good friends with Steve Wynn and Cirque's Guy Le Liberté. Or Guy. Guy Le Liberté. Guy. Guy. I totally uh, agree with you. You said exactly what I had plans to say after this. 
I have no interest in F1. You fucking race 200 mile an hour down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool. I'm watching that shit. Yep. yep. I may even buy a T-shirt with somebody's car logos on it and number and possibly their name. I'm rooting for this guy. This guy. Yeah. That guy there who's going real fast and he's <laughs> in front of everyone else. That's who I want to win. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap up the new segment. Let's jump into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is the ex- extension of the new segment. Uh, just some bits and pieces of information we feel valuable enough to share with you. Things you should know. Yeah, noteworthy bits and pieces, nuggets of information. Frankie Marino's residency at the Stratosphere will come to an end in December after three years. But a year short of when his contract expires, no word if he will set up shop at another property. It's too Man. bad. <laughs> He's like the less douchey version of... God damn it, I knew I was going to forget his name. Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they both suck, I don't care. Irrelevant. Uh, right. <laughs> Matt Goss, that's who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. All right. Mandalay Bay unveiled their new solar installation comprised of 21,000-plus solar panels over the 20 acres of convention rooftop space. The solar panels will supply 20% of Mandalay Bay's electrical needs. That's hilarious. 21,000 panels? <laughs> right. We could turn on that light there for like 10 minutes for free. <laughs> We're being green and inefficient. <laughs> green as shit. <laughs> Justin Timberlake will be performing his two performances at MGM Grand January 1st and 2nd for an upcoming concert film documenting his 2020 experience tour. In an interview with the Review Journal, Dana Carvey revealed that the Rio once offered him $10 million a year for five years of residency after Danny Gans moved to the Mirage. He explained that he turned it down for fear that doing a regular show would have worn on him quickly. That sounds like a dumb idea. It would have been good for his pockets. Right. Yeah. I think you find a way to deal with it. I've never understood. Listen, I've never understood, one, why artists like uh, Elton John complained about this previously, that one of the things that made him end his residency, and then he ended up coming coming back like two years later, but... He, he left is because he, he didn't feel that he could change up the set list that always had to be the same. I don't really understand that. I mean, you seem to have like an hour and a half worth of shit to do. What's what's the problem? I don't understand where you're like, yeah, we're taking this song out and we're doing this show tonight. Yeah. And same thing with comedians. Why can't you just change your fucking material? Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, I've seen some Dana Carvey stand-up before. Pretty funny guy uh, stand-up, but I, I can't imagine that it's easy to come up with material to keep your show fresh for five years maybe that's the issue maybe if it were like a one or two year residency it might be a different story see i could see that from a comedian's point of view how that would be difficult or 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 maybe not difficult but the pressure of trying to keep that show fresh what if what if nothing's funny coming up now you're fucked yeah it's one thing to perform your song over and over and you can do little variances and twists to your song here and there you know people like to see you know something a little bit different from a live show yeah but if you're performing the same comedy every night for a while i'm sure uh, you know from a comedian standpoint wouldn't that get kind of stale just saying the same fucking jokes every night or however often it would be yeah you know and people travel to vegas they see a show they're expecting to hear certain songs they know they're going to hear songs that are from years and years ago and they're excited about that maybe when somebody comes back and sees dana carvey and they're like i hope he puts does something different this time you know what i mean like it's, it's one of those things where you're expecting something new and fresh whereas from you know, like you're in your example, Elton John, you're expecting to hear the same songs. That's a great point. I don't think I thought of it that way. Maybe he's working on music and people are like, yeah, you can't play those. No one gives a shit. Yeah, they want to hear your old stuff. You know, right. they want to hear your classic your classic stuff. Well so, thought I don't know. out That's points. Kind of, kind of my thought around it. I think it's genius. 
Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> South Point finally opened their new 35, holy shit, $35 million bowling alley. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, okay. So originally planned to open at the end of 2013, the Las Vegas Advisors reporting that the facility will host will be host to a PBA event. Jesus Christ, $35 million for a bowling alley. What do you need to spend that much money on a goddamn bowling alley for? I don't know. Are they, the ball returns made of gold? <laughs> they not only have that hand-drying little thing, they have a nut-drying little thing. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Even still, come on, Mark, $35 million. I know, right, million. $35 million, right. <laughs> <laughs> Seems excessive. Pretty sure I could beg hard enough and get my wife to do it. Listen, maybe... <laughs> Listen, listen, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I always had attention. I'm like, I'm listening, Brian. What do you got? <laughs> Maybe the wood for the lanes. It's getting a little expensive these days. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I love that's, that's I know. It. There is no justification, Brian. I, no, there, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> Vegas Shatter confirmed with MGM Resorts that they have relocated some of the furniture displaced from the hotel at Mandalay Bay because of the renovations, turning it into Delano. They relocated that furniture to New York, New York's one-bedroom luxury suites. Those rooms will run you about $205 per night. Former professional baseball player and roid head Jose Canseco shot himself in the finger. I saw this on Google News. <laughs> uh, shot himself in the finger last week while attempting to clean his gun. Whoopsie. <laughs> Whoops, a fucking daisies. Uh, while surgery was successful at repairing the, his finger, it did nothing to improve his lifelong struggle with ass hatchery. <laughs> well said. Fremont Street's Piccadilly Pizza Place will soon undergo renovations to become 322 Bar and Bakery. It will be open 24-7. No word on how long renovations will take to complete, and it will be the first bar and bakery on hmm. Fremont Street. Yeah, I want to get an Oktoberfest and a croissant, please. I thought that was weird, too. Mmm, donuts and lining cookies. Oh, very nice combo. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. No better way to start your day. <laughs> AT&T announced that they have set up free Wi-Fi for a two-mile stretch on Las Vegas Boulevard available to its customers now. There are more than 60 access points installed from Sands Avenue to Tropicana with plans to add an additional 300 hotspots. While this sounds very generous of them, when you consider the new cell phone calls via Wi-Fi network innovation, all the networks are moving towards, it's easy to see that this was a necessary step towards the technology's advancement. And finally, Wynn announced that the Broadway-style production show he wrote named Showstoppers will open in Encore Theater this December. It is a musical, and once open, it will perform eight shows a week. Tickets are not on sale at this time. Are there going to be tits, Mark? I, you would hope, Brian. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, I don't like this already. <laughs> I know, right. What could go wrong? A Broadway play written by <laughs> Steve Wynn. <laughs> he can, the guy can't even see. Right. <laughs> he can't even see. He can still hear Brian, and this is music. <laughs> his his sense of hearing is elevated because of his lack of vision. His <laughs> his timing's never been better. <laughs> Spry for a blind old man. All right, that's gonna do it for news and playing. What? Hang on. What are we doing? That's gonna do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Wait a minute, where are we? What's going on here? <laughs> I pulled a Steve Wynn. Did you see how that looks? <laughs> Actually, I pulled a Derek Rose. Just a little rusty. Oh. Just a little rusty. He is.
All right, it's time for Playing Vegas, the segment of our show where we share with you upcoming performances and entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies occurring in the next week in Vegas. On Tuesday, Jeff Dunham's residency, well, I guess I just contradicted myself. No, you didn't, you didn't. This is just letting you know that a residency is starting. Oh, okay. We won't mention it again. (laughs) Better fucking not mention it again. Make note. We don't use the word residency in Playing Vegas, Mark. It's true. I apologize. On Tuesday, Jeff Dunham's residency at Planet Hollywood begins. Shows are Thursday through Sunday at 7 p.m. with additional 4 p.m. shows on Saturday and Sunday. Tickets are available now through May of next year. I feel shame. No. Why don't you just move on? (laughs) Tuesday through Saturday, the Washington Redskins are sponsoring the 39th annual Indian National Rodeo Finals at South Point. We don't know or care when it starts and how much it costs. We just wanted to point out how pathetic Daniel Snyder is. <laughs> this is a feeble, feeble attempt. <laughs> Your name is racist. Yeah. There's nothing you can do that's going to change that. You know what's, what's weird? I've said this before, but I'll say it every fucking time. I've never been the guy that, with all of these teams that specifically the collegiate teams that changed all their Indian names. I didn't think any of those names were offensive. When this whole thing started, I'm like, like I thought, like being from Cleveland, I thought mm-hmm. Chief Wahoo was kind of borderline offensive. He's cartoony, but I'm like, hey, hey, it's an Indian for the kids. It's meant in, in good-natured fun. But mm-hmm. of all of the Indian names for sports teams out there, there's only one I've ever thought was offensive, and that is the Redskins. Yeah. That's not cool. No, it's I don't. Not. I don't really like that very much either. I agree. I've never, I've never thought a whole lot about it until somebody. I, I'm, I'm a Caucasian man, right? You don't think about all these things all the time, especially right. growing up. You know, when you're a kid, you don't think about that sort of thing. It doesn't exist in your mind. Right. And then, you know, as you get older, you start noticing those kinds of things, and I'm like, it probably pisses a few people off. Yeah, I would. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would agree. There's, there's, yeah, Redskins. Really? I mean, yeah. it's. Yeah. So it's a bad taste. It's not cool. Bad taste. Yeah. Especially if you consider the location that they're in. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I like I like how their professional basketball team was named the Bullets, and they're like, "Hey, that's inappropriate. We've been the murder capital of the world before." And they're like, "Redskins." They're like, racism's not a problem. No, we're good here. We're good here. Hey, you know what we'll do? We'll sponsor. We'll sponsor a few events. Right. <laughs> we'll look good doing that, and that'll be every. No, no one's gonna worry about it. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> this will just all blow over. Yeah. Moving on, Thursday, Container Park's Fall Movies in the Park. This week is, twi- oh, God, it's, twi- <laughs> it's Twilight. The movie starts at 9 p.m. Admission is free. That's still too much uh, to those over 21. Uh, bringing lawn chairs and blankets are allowed. However, shame is expected, so yeah, <laughs> you're going to have to deal with that. So. Uh. Friday, Newfound Glory is at the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip. Show starts at some unknown time. I forgot to write down. I'm assuming six. It traditionally is. It's, it's going to be a no, no, Nobody's going to go see it anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> More than uh, likely, people will be dying there going, oh, hey, it's a new fun glory. <laughs> you know what? Let's leave. We should go check out Twilight. I can't hear. <laughs> D- different nights. Different nights. <laughs> you want to mislead anybody who wants to go see both. People are like, what? <laughs> you just said it was Thursday. <laughs> and now you're talking about Friday. My entire plans have to be redone. <laughs> The agenda is fucked. Uh, Friday and Saturday, Wendy Williams is at the Venetians. All of them. (laughs) Friday show starts at 10 p.m. Saturday show is 7.30. Tickets start at $58. And lastly, Friday through Sunday, 
Boy, this playing Vegas segment this week is a fucking piece. Fish man. is at the MGM Grand. Their show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at seventy dollars. Why are we telling people about this stuff? So we can get all the hippies in one place and then bomb the fucker. <laughs> I think that the only valuable piece of information that was in this whole segment was uh, Jeff Dunham's residency, and it's, it doesn't even belong in playing Vegas, Mark. I, I, I have much shame. Yeah, much shame. You, yeah, you definitely do. I do. Much shame you do have. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for playing Vegas. Let's get out of that shit. Coming Attractions is next. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the normal residencies that will be performing but in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Boys to Men have extended their residency at the Mirage through 2015. They're also not resting on their laurels and recently released a new album named Collide. Ooh. <laughs> not to be <laughs> not to be outdone, Elton John extended his million dollar piano residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace until twenty seventeen. He wants it to be the ten million dollar piano. Yeah, I know, he's still trying to make back that that yeah. investment money. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Dragons is performing at the Pearl at Palms on Thursday, December eleventh. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $45. And Bush is performing some Bush. at the Pearl at Palms Friday, December 12th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $40. I tried to talk Karen into going to see this, but she's not a fan of Bush. Oh, that's too bad. Well, <laughs> I'm a but, huge fan. <laughs> well, of course we are. <laughs> Cat Williams is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock Tuesday, December 30th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets will start at 40 bucks. That is assuming he's able to make bail after helping Suge Knight rob a place. Yeah, that was hmm. clusterfuck. Sad times. Yeah. <laughs> and Jane's Addiction is performing their Nothing's Shocking album in its entirety at Brooklyn Bowl at the Link Promenade Friday, November 21st. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $35. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, let's move on to the river. In this week's long-awaited Annie Up, Mark and I will be discussing the 10 best casino bets. By best bets, we are referring to the games with a low house edge, or even better, games that you, the player, have an advantage on. All right, before we even get started, Matt, I'm curious, just based on your expertise, is it weird that I've had an erection for four hours and didn't have any Viagra whatsoever? Just knowing we were going to do an Annie Up, uh, four hours and going. I mean, it kind of hurts at this point. That is not uncommon when people okay. are talking to me. Right, that's... Just from feedback from Daz, from other friends, it's it's the norm. Don't feel don't feel weird about it. Okay, good. I had I had a feeling that was the case. I, I, I just need a little confirmation because I, I was a little uncomfortable going. Is it just me or is it Matt? I'm like, and clearly it's you. I get one of those when people meet me. I have a large medical disclaimer that you hear at the bottom of commercials during. <laughs> And that's what plays. Like when you are meeting Matt, you might receive, you might feel um, elongated erections, blah blah. And it goes on and on, and it's long, but, but it's formidable. Exactly. Well, okay, I feel better. We we can proceed. Yes. 
and do so. <laughs> so the first one I'm going to start off with is poker. Unlike most casino games, poker is a game of skill, and this will be a huge factor in determining if you are a winner. Poker does not have a house edge, and the casino is only taking a small amount out of each pot as a service fee for running the game. It's also a good thing about poker. It's a really good way to gain player points um, on your club cards. Really? For really minimum risk, because you're getting points for nothing. You're not risking any money. I'm, you can sit at a poker table and technically not play a hand, and it's you don't get as many points for it, right. but it is clocking up. Some people, some people spend hours just doing that alone. I, w- I was impressed at your nonchalant effort. Like, literally, you were talking to me while playing poker <laughs> and playing it right so much that you pissed a guy off. <laughs> <laughs> once you've mastered that game, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a master by any means, but once you're good at that game, I suppose, it's such an easy game. If you know what your hand is, you know what you're hoping for, especially in limit poker, very, very easily. It's, it's a game that statistically, every time I sit down, I, I walk away a winner. All right, well, let me ask you this then. Is when, when you go, obviously in Australia, it's, it's well known for, for people who enjoy gambling. Are the games easier in Las Vegas than they are in, say, Perth? Much easier. The I ones in Australia, the things in Australia, the people who do play have usually, I don't know if you know, we've got a mining boom over here. So all the rich miners and um, guys who work in the mines come down every weekend and play. They're not really playing the game. They can just out-bet you. They don't care if, you, if they lose a hand. They just keep raising, 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 and eventually they'll push you out of a pot. So it's, it's a definitely more of a real game in Vegas. And because people typically seem to care more about their money there, I think so anyway, it's easy to beat. I, I don't think I've ever lost a poker game when I've been in Vegas, ever. I, I don't know if you could have done anything more, other than just straight out, just have your cock laying on the table. If you could have done anything else that would have made me more impressed, like you were, just literally how nonchalant <laughs> you were about like going, hey man, it's great to meet you, Noam. I'll, I'll check. And, uh, yeah, just, I'll, I'll just for people who are wondering what Mark's talked, that's the first time we ever met. I was playing cards, I think we talked about it on our trip report yeah, yeah. going back a year ago, but I was sitting there playing, Mark showed up at the table, and I literally got out of my seat, talked to Mark and Karen, gave him a hug, and then sort of half played my hand while the guy was still betting, and he was that pissed off. that Yeah, like we said in that thing, he threw the cards at me, he was that annoyed. It was so and, great. I mean, like, it'd be different if you were, like, check or whatever, but you're like, raise, let me do this. <laughs> like, I, I, know how this I wasn't works. trying to be a smartass, it's just, at that lower level, the people who, see, I typically play, not to toot my own horn, but I typically play at a slightly high level in that. I'll do that. So that I'll level to me isn't, isn't nerve-wracking. So I can sit there, play really confidently, and basically just own the table. If you, that's, that's a good tip as well, actually. Another, play the table that's one below what you're used to, and you will be so comfortable in it. Like, I just found that the easiest game. I think I bought in for like 100 bucks and walked out with like 270 Nice. Like, I, you know, you don't expect to nearly triple your money in any session. That's not what you expect. If you can do that, you're fucking way ahead. Well, and, and to, to try and explain this to people who don't play poker but play video poker, is it's the same thing where, like, I could literally be just blackout drunk and I'm playing that game optimally and tearing that shit up. And it's the same thing. Like, but the weirdest thing, or, I mean, I guess it's not even weird. It's impressive. It's like the, the one of the nights you and I get so fucking hammered and we were like okay we need to take the night off or whatever and try and get some rest or whatever and and i went to bed and you're like well, i decided to stay up and and play more but it's like because it's literally you're kind of basically sleeping at the table and just destroying everyone <laughs> i just zone out i get my i usually get my gin and tonic and just zone out i, I almost go to sleep it's like like i've said before it's like a wind down i've I can easily it. just relax and 
I love it. I wish we could say we were bullshitting, but I've seen it with my own eyes twice where it's like, it's nothing like, oh, dude, I'm exhausted. But like, yeah, I slept for like six hours and won $300. Yeah. <laughs> if I was playing blackjack and I went straight to bed, I, I know I wouldn't sleep. But with poker, once you've got the game down pat, it's so easy just to wind down. It's exactly the same as you with video poker. You're so, it's such muscle memory with yourself with that. That you can just, it's a best, if you can find your game that you can unwind on, it's a great way to finish your night. And I try not to hit poker tables until the end of the day, because then I know I'll play that for a few hours, usually win back whatever money I've lost, or win back all my food money, or my alcohol money for the day, and then I go to bed. That's such a cool feeling. I fucking love it. It's funny, there was one time, I was like borderline blackout drunk, and I'm playing video poker, and I'm playing it so well, like I'm playing it the fastest I've ever played it before. This is when, this is before you introduced me to, to blackjack proper, and I, I, you know, I fell in love with it. But I was I was playing this and I'm just playing it just like like it's like fucking Rain Man fast like it was ridiculous yep. how fast like so much that there was a guy next to me going I've never seen anyone play video poker that fast before and I'm like I know what it is I need to do I just see the five cards I figure out you know I know exactly I don't even need to think about it and I was just yep. tagging through that and it's I don't know I think it's more impressive because it's like you're dealing with humans I was just dealing with, <laughs> with a fucking machine. <laughs> uh, but your speed on that is insane. I've seen you doing. I'm like holy shit. You probably play two and a half to three hands to my one hand when we playing. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, I was playing, I was like, fucking hell, look at him go. <laughs> I'm a bit of a savant at video poker, but yes. we, have a, we have a shit ton of other things to talk about. Yeah. We're all excited. I'm just excited that I'm talking to you. I'll talk to you about anything. Long. Okay, so back to the best casino bets. <laughs> so the second one I want to talk about is card counting. This will give you a 1% to 2% advantage over the house, depending on house rules and deck configuration. Although this is mathematically one of the best bets you can make, it really isn't worth learning these days due to the introduction of shuffle machines. Well, and I've, I've actually heard people, I think Ted Newkirk is the one that told me that he used to count cards, and it's just, it's boring because you have to mm -hmm. super pay attention to what's going on. You can't really have any fun. I mean, it's, it's almost like showing up to a job. Yes, it is. It's people do it. The average card counter of a few years ago, when they, before shuffle machines existed, used to average. If he was on a steady income before he started, so he went in with like a thirty thousand dollar bankroll to start, yeah. they would only make on average about forty five thousand a year, and that's working eight hours a day, yeah. five days a week, and that you, you know that might sound like a beautiful job to some people, sitting at blackjack table all day every day, but, but not when you're facing day. fucking drunks and it's cigarette smoke and you do that every day, the novelty wears off. It just becomes a job that fucking quick. Yeah. Oh, that, that'd be so depressing. <laughs> All yeah. right. I mean, the idea of it, I'm like, oh, wow, I could do that. And after, I think, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I think no, I <laughs> The problem is you wouldn't be allowed to drink, and I think that is what you couldn't do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, number three, video poker. This is another game of skill that is really not hard to learn, but difficult to master. Many video poker machines have only a half a percent house advantage, and with the minimal expense they can be to play, Video poker is a great game to keep your bankroll intact. Like we said, we're not going to go into video poker again because we expound on that right. quite a bit. But <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it is an easy game. The two basic, the two games I would say to learn are poker and video poker, yeah. and you're set. Yeah. Okay, basic strategy blackjack. We've been saying this for fucking ages now, but it's worth reiterating. Basic strategy is very, very easy to learn and basically boils down to common sense once you've read up on it. By playing basic strategy, you lower the house edge to between 0.5 to 1%. Please, please learn basic strategy. You, you have, you've corrupted me with this because, it, and the problem is, is I have a fucking big mouth, so I have a hard time going. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Especially anytime. Like, if, it, if it's just an individual doing it, I can deal with that, whatever. But when I see someone teaching another person, that's the one where I'm like, they're lying. Mm-hmm. And you see it constantly, constantly. I'm, I'm amazed how someone has the arrogance to tell someone how to play or how when they're basing they it on previous experience, oh, not on fact. That seems so weird to me. Right? Because <laughs> they are they are so sure of themselves. Like going, you are aware that's the worst bet you could possibly do in this game, right? <laughs> you you do know that. I, I know I know it sounds like you don't, but you're not really that stupid, right? <laughs> It's like, I don't know, we don't have crap tables in Perth, so I don't know craps very well. Yeah. So I don't advise people how to play it, because I don't know. Yep. And I could probably take an educated guess on what, what are good bets and what aren't. Yeah. But if I don't know, I'll keep my fucking mouth shut. <laughs> right, right. Speaking of craps, the don't pass and the don't come in craps. <laughs> well, that just seems rude. Why would you not come? You've, you've got to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, listen, if only you. I mean, fuck the girl. Whatever. <laughs> but then again, I guess it's a gentleman's agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Although these bets offer better odds than the pass line bet, we would advise against it. Most of the time, you were betting against the table, and you really don't want to do that. Are you? I mean, you don't want to be that guy, because considering how little of a difference it makes, you're basically the asshole at the table. This is what it boils down to. Like going, hey, oh, we're, oh, we're behind the shooter. We're, oh, yeah, come on, shooter. We're going to do this. Like, um, he's not going to make it. Like, fuck you, yeah. dick. <laughs> There is a lot of value. I don't believe in karma or Jesus <laughs> or any any bullshit like that. But I, <laughs> there is a lot to say to having a good vibe at a table. That is, in my opinion, that's like almost worth a percent like disadvantage. I'd rather have a good time than fucking play against everyone else. I just don't see the point. I, I completely agree with you. Betting and Jesus in the exact same realm. <laughs> <laughs> my religion is gambling, oh, so to me it makes sense. <laughs> oh, this is why you're one of my best friends on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a weird leap, wasn't it? When I say that, when oh, I say it back now, I'm like, uh huh. I love you so much, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, pass and come in craps. This offers a house edge of 1.4% and is a much better bet to play than the don't pass bet. There is something to be said for playing with a table and certainly makes for a better experience. If you take double odds on this bet, you usually actually lower the house edge to about 0.6%. So it's, that's the way to play it. Play that way. Absolutely. It is, it is way more fun to just kind of root for the shooter as opposed to like, this guy sucks. <laughs> well, like when we were on vaca- um, 360 Vegas vacation, there was that guy who joined the table who was betting against Yes, the I shooter. remember that. And, the, and, and all of the 360 Vegas vacationers immediately hated that guy. <laughs> and, all right, he actually was doing the better bet. You're right. And he still fucking lost. Yes, he lost he like 700 bucks in about 25 minutes because our shooters were so hot. And we loved it. <laughs> we were like, oh, yeah. yeah, dick, go fuck yourself. <laughs> There was just a general animosity towards the guy, and he hadn't done anything wrong, no, he, he wasn't he was, being a prick about right. it. But you still can't help to, like, just join in the fun. Yeah, like, we're all you can see that everyone's having asshole. such a good time. Why would you want to sort of bet against that? Right. No, I totally agree with you. Another one is the banker in Pygao. Now, play as the banker, and you only pay the house a 5% commission from all the bets you win from other players. Now, Pygao is also a game of some skill, and therefore you should learn the basics before you simply take the bank bet. I can't expound on that because I've never played it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where cut and paste comes in. <laughs> I don't care. We still consider you the expert. We still. 
I will blindly follow all your instructions. <laughs> I, know. I thought that when we were in Vegas. I know I could have said anything about any bet and you would have believed it. Well, I really considered like leading you down a path, and I was like, no, I better not do that. Matt, there's a reason I you had trouble. Money, you know the money wheel is a really good bet. <laughs> Matt, there's a reason I, I had trouble walking for two days, and that is shitty advice on your part. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll feel fine. Right. <laughs> oh, number eight. This is the longest any other might beat mine and Darren's it's record. It's the best. It's <laughs> the best. <laughs> number eight. The banker in Baccarat. This offers you a house edge of just over 1% as opposed to player bet, which is closer to 1.3%. The only downside is that you, again, have to pay a commission to the house. Number nine. Player in Baccarat. Although higher than the banker, it's still a fucking good bet and with a very good house advantage. Baccarat is one of those games, I, I don't know why I haven't made the effort. Because it's so goddamn simple, you just have to make the effort. I'm the same, I've never played it. I, I know the basics to it, but for some reason, it looks very, it always plays out when I've seen it very, very slowly. Yeah, yeah. And it looks, I, I think it's my sort of mindset, there's, there's too much wank orientated around it. <laughs> and I just, like, people sort of think they're James Bond, and I'm like, oh, you fucking douchebag. Like, it's just a bet. <laughs> I love that even James Bond at some point realized how pretentious it was, and when they did Casino Royale, like, okay, um, so we're going to follow the book pretty religiously, but fuck. Uh, we're not doing Baccarat. Let's do, <laughs> let's do poker. <laughs> that has got to be one of the weakest plot lines in a movie, though. They can't arrest the international terrorist. They have to beat him in a card game and then arrest him. What a load of shit. <laughs> like, when you break it down to the fundamentals, you're like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and they say because, oh, he'll lose all his investors' money, so then he'll have nowhere to run. Right. You could just... Fucking MI6, you could just take the money off him. It's the same fucking thing. Just what a, difference does it make? Oh, when I watch that film, I, as fucking accounts, much as I enjoy fucker. it, it makes no sense. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> you can seize his bank accounts. Right. You're a government agency. Right. You have the power to do what that. Of, what kind of rubber band secret agency is this? <laughs> <laughs> they have to follow the rules of that kind of fucking poker. Beat an international terrorist. This guy is so licensed stupid. to kill. You guys can't pull any other fucking strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just it made me laugh. Like I really enjoy those films, but fuck that stupid. <laughs> in in fairness, it was Ian Fleming's first James Bond novel. True. I'm pretty sure if you could have asked Ian Fleming towards the end of his life, like going, I I hate Casino Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and finally, the six and eight in craps. As I learned in my severely inebriated state from Mark and Karen at 360 Vegas Vacation, the six and eight bets are the, one of the best bets in the game. These numbers are rolled more often than any other and offer you a house edge of only 1.5%. I think we bet on that heavily when oh, we were there. That's between the, the pass line, backup, six and eight, that's, that's basically everything I do. Like, we need to get at a table where we're having a good time for me to start doing anything beyond that. Mm -hmm. I took a few of the outside bets, which are shitty, but just for a laugh. Right. And I actually scored a few of them quite nicely. Well, this but, from the asshole who who has said on Annie Up that roulette is the worst, one of the worst bets in the house. <laughs> and what does the fucker do when I when I crash? Hangs out there and wins a shit ton of cash playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won three hundred and fifty bucks in twenty minutes. <laughs> 
I've never played the game before, except a few times when I was first starting out gambling. And I heard an Aussie accent at the table. I thought, I'll just wander over. And we fucking annihilated that table. Oh, I swear to God, I will find a way to get to Vegas every goddamn time you're able to get here. <laughs> I am working on it as we speak. It's tentative plans are being formulated now. Although other games and bets may seem enticing, please heed our advice and don't be half a tart who's dumping all their hard-earned cash on the money wheel to impress the drunken horrors on a bachelor party who are sucking cheap margaritas through penis straws and wiping <laughs> I knew you hadn't read ahead. I was so looking forward to you reading this. <laughs> but it's all sage-like advice to finish. Uh, and, and wiping their cock-stained mouths with their feather bones. <laughs> This is why you are my ideal cohort in Vegas. <laughs> How many of those groups did we see when oh, we were there? I don't even was... know. I, I, I think it would be easier for us to solve for pie than it would be to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time we walked into a casino, we saw a group They're like everywhere. that. Every single casino we went in, we saw them. And it just fucking, it's, it's, they're like walking cliches. Oh, you're absolutely like, right. Oh, they make me, it just makes me laugh. A, a, a single man who is just constantly hunting puss, you have to think it's just got to be in a goddamn treasure trove in Vegas. Between hanging out by any of the male review shows or, like you said, just the random bachelorette party you're going to find, like, my God, it's just got to be like a fucking outlet store of, of crotch. It is the easiest place. I mean, I'm married, so I wouldn't know. But I think I have had more attention in Vegas than I have anywhere else. Because I've been th- I've been three times without my wife, so I'm by myself. Or I'm with another guy, and you get people come up to you, and you're like, uh, um, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> well, let's not lie, Matt. You are an Adonis. It's six foot well, change. That, that's yeah. I, <laughs> I forget. See, I forget that because I'm. This is the cross I've had to bear my whole life, so I don't think of it that way. <laughs> Listen, I pride myself on being a straight man, and I will. Gay it the fuck up when I hang out with you, sir. <laughs> I can't help it. it. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> I defy any of you. <laughs> oh, no one can. Look at him. <laughs> 360 Vegas vacation was literally just a line of people trying to blow you. It was, it was really weird. Like, this is not one of the official events. I don't know why you guys keep lining up. <laughs> a conga line of gayness behind me. <laughs> And in closing, if you wish to contact us with a gambling question, have a gaming story you wish to share, or have any feedback, you can find us on Twitter at 360AnnieUp, or drop us an email at 360AnnieUp at gmail.com. So happy I've been able to finally start recording with Matt again. We're, I'm really trying to make the effort because, as we've said before, the reason we announced a long time ago, hey, Matt's back, and then he hasn't been back to do shit. Um, except, you know, filling in for you last week. But uh, we have been working on a bunch of anti-up sex. A bunch of anti-up. Ooh, a lot of anti-up sex, you said? Yes, yes, we did. I thought I was going to be able to I correct that. I always knew that guy was into that stuff. <laughs> and it's difficult long range. Luckily, I have a monster <laughs> dong. He's got to roll it out across the ocean. <laughs> it's right. It gets dirty usually, but <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, they said that there was a tsunami over the uh, <laughs> Pacific. That now was, we know what really happened. That was me... <laughs> irresponsibly tossing my dong. <laughs> that was a mistake on my part. But <laughs> glad, glad to have Matt back. Hope to share more segments with him in the future. Love that guy. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I love you as well, Brian. I love 100. you as well. Let's let's not. I don't want to take anything away from you. 
No, that's that's you know what? Let's just close out the show and move <laughs> on with our lives. Okay. <laughs> That's going to do it for episode 150. Thank you all for listening, downloading. Uh, we really appreciate each and every week you tune in with us. If you'd like to check out uh, any more of the details regarding any of the stories we referenced on this week's show, you can do that on the blog and find all those links at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us some hate mail or you know, just regular mail, I guess. Right? right. It's you. We don't work. Yeah, we're fine. You can send that to us at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Please help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Good, better, and different. We read all iTunes reviews on the show. And Mark is all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And you can find links to all those on the blog as well. So that's going to do it. My life has been recomplete. I'm glad you're back, sir. Yes, I'm glad to be back, hopefully, with more consistency now that all the events in life have been completed for the most part. Although the holidays are coming up. Holidays are coming up, yes, and with that comes more events and, and things like that. You know, the thing is that everybody's birthday, including my son's, is also is in October, it oh, seems. Oh, okay. Uh, and then we had a wedding this fall and other travel things, so it was just a busy, busy month of, of October. But now now it's November, yep. and it's a new month. All right. I, I always enjoy our time together, sir. As do I. All right. We'll see you next week.